Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Day that you have made, lead us into all truth according to your word. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. You may be seated. Now this morning, we are continuing in our series on um, I shall not want. How many believe you shall not want? You hear it a thousand times, you end up believing that you shall not want. Is that not so? Yeah, and it's good to believe because people of faith are better off than people of no faith. And we thank God that we are people of faith because there must be more to this world and there must be more to life than just what we see on earth. There is more. There is a blessing. There is something after death. There is life after death. There is a God somewhere. I said there is a God. There must be a God somewhere. He is listening to us. He is watching us. He watches over our affairs. He rules in our lives. He knows the day we were born. He knows the day we will die. He has given us a period of time to live on earth and to do his will. So brothers and sisters, let us, let us believe. Let us be men and women of faith. In other words, people who believe in something. And thank God we have something good to believe in. The, the bombers of the World Trade Center and the Pentagon have demonstrated their faith in what they believe. The church and Christians and pastors and shepherds must ask themselves or we must ask ourselves whether we believe what we say we believe whether we really believe it because if we believed it I believe our lives would be a little different for somebody to plan to go to school to go to university become an engineer become a pilot and plan for years how he's going to kill a whole lot of people because of what he believes and not only that, but 20, 19 people in groups of five, six, four, five, and they all believe strongly what they believe. They don't tell anybody. They don't even tell their parents. They don't even tell their girlfriends. They just do it because of their faith. And they don't want anybody to distract them from what they believe. Brothers and sisters, let's ask ourselves whether we believe what we say we believe. We have to rise up as believers. That's what we ask our name, even believers. Are you a believer? That's what we ask. Fred, is that Fred? Are you a believer or a doubter? A believer. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Right. I shall not want because of the gospel, part three. So that's the last one today. Amen. Amen. Now, turn with me to Philippians chapter four. I am saying here, I have been teaching that 
because of the gospel, the war, financing the war, because of the war we are involved in, God has of necessity to provide for his war. Is that not so? Before the United States could go to war, they have to decide, the Congress has to decide to give money to pay for the war. Is that not so? And so that is the same thing with every war. Last week, I shared with you about the different things that have to be paid for when you are financing a war. Number one is what? The training of the soldiers. Now, our vision now is to build a camp. Amen. Now, one of the targets, one of the targets of the Americans is to bomb the training camps of the who? Al-Qaeda. That is Osamai. Osamai bin Badladen. Osamai. Osamai bin Laden. Osama bin Laden. So one of the one of their aims is to bomb the training camps. We want to build a mega training camp for our church. Are you excited about that? And we already have some land, and we are believing God to begin very soon building our training camp. So that when we are going to have camps and all several camps we want to have, not just one shepherd's camp, but many camps, all the churches all the time training because the anointing on this church is for training of pastors and leaders. Amen. And so we want to train. So to train the people, you need a lot of money. I am going to need thousands and thousands of dollars to build that camp. Pray for all those building camps. So I am sharing that God's grace is going to make me and all those that have decided to attach themselves to this vision that God has brought to us in our time. A, an ability, a supply so that his commission can be fulfilled. Can I have an amen? Can I have a louder amen? My God shall supply all your need according to his riches. In order to do God's wish and God's will, we need spiritual support and financial support. Can I have an amen? amen. Philippians chapter number 4. Verse number 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. Amen. The God of peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. Verse 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last... Your care of me has flourished. Great. Are you there? Now, 
verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again. Wherein ye were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Notice, he said, I am glad that you have begun to think again about caring for me, the apostle. Now in those days, right, the work of the apostle or the pastor of the ministry was very much related to caring for the personal needs of the apostle. Are you with me? Are you understanding? Now I have needs, all right, but my needs are not going to be met by me coming to announce that the toilet roll in my house is finished, my soap is finished, I need some toothpaste, I need so and so. No, we we don't do it that way. You give offerings, all right, and I'm paid my salary. And out of my salary, I buy the toilet roll I need, the soap I need, the toothpaste I need. Because you may not buy the toothpaste that I like. How many know there are different types of toothpaste? All right, so you may use Zam Zam, and was it Zam Zam or Mag Zam? <laughs> and I may use something else. Amen. All right, but you will find out that there are many, many things which are important for the ministry now because the world is more complex. You need a lot more money for other things apart from just caring. If it's just caring for us, then we are okay. If it's just caring for us, then that's it. I mean, we are cared for. But there's more. Alright? So you need money, number one, for training of the soldiers. Number two, for payment for the buildings. Now, the training campsite we want to build, we need to pay for the camp building. It's going to cost millions and billions of CDs. But we'll do it by the grace of God. Amen. We are not afraid. Amen. Number three, we need to pay for the administration of the whole setup. There's an administrative need to the church. Number four, you need to pay the soldiers who are going to fight because at the end of the day, they are human beings. They'll need to eat. They'll need to buy food. They'll need to buy petrol. They need to pay their children's school fee. They'll need to have weddings. They'll need to get married. They're also human beings. Even though they are fighting, they are human beings fighting. So you need to pay. What's the next thing you need? You need to pay for the generals. That is the senior officers. It costs a lot more to me. Like for instance, President Bush. I mean, he, one man, he travels in 747, only him. Now somebody may think it's not necessary. But you see, there are things you don't know because you've never been there. Everything looks different from the outside. Come in and you'll see that it's a little different from what you thought. What I do, somebody thinks I don't, I don't work. There are people who think I just sleep and I come on Sundays, open my Bible and I give my sermon and then I'm okay. But you see, you've got to come nearer. You'll find out that it is not like that. Amen. There is more to it than you see with your eye. Let's, let's take your nice food that is set before you in the evening or in the afternoon. You know, one day I went to the kitchen. My wife, they were doing something in the kitchen. I saw the meat with the blood. And, so, and I said, ah, what is that? And I, you see, I had... I didn't know that that was the nice thing that was going to be given to me later on. That 
is how it comes. Because I find it so nasty when I saw that meat with the blood and oh! But that is how you make nice food. Is that not so? Yeah. So you see, just as you have a nice thing set before you today, you get it? Some not so nice things go on in the background to make the nice thing come about. How many can understand? Up to class three, I believe. Anybody below class three does not raise his hand. All right? So, I believe that God wants us to understand that you need to pay for things that you may not even know about. Generals. Next one. Pay for the equipment. Cruise missiles. President Bush says, I am not going to fire a $2 million missile at a $10 tent. Because Osamai, how do you call it? Osamai. Osamai lives in a tent and the tent costs $10. So why should he use a cruise missile which costs $2 million to fire at an Osamai? But the equipment is very expensive. Can you imagine how much a car costs and then these army trucks? So many of them. Planes. When they mention 100 planes, 150 planes, 350 planes. Hey! Special ones. So you got to pay for the equipment. We have to pay for the books to be printed. We are setting up a printing press. How many want lighters to have a printing press? It costs money to get the printing press equipment. The machines that it takes. The, the, the equipment that are used to produce your tapes. It's equipment. Equipment that is used to, to play music. You see this here. Things that are here. A lot of money. Equipment. Different churches have instruments and so on. Books are our, one of our greatest tools. It costs millions and millions and millions and millions of CDs. We want to go to every secondary school. Pastor Johnny, what's the next school we are going to? Ophori, painting, secondary. We want to be able to give 1,000 of our books to all the students, one each. Is it a good idea to put a book in the hand of each student and say, here you are. A book that costs how much? Cynthia, how much does a book cost? One of those little ones. 18,000 CDs per student times 1,000. That's 18 million. Or 1.8 million. 1.8 million. No, 18 million. Eighteen thousand times thousand is how much? Eighteen million. You see, you see, you are surprised. You are surprised at the cost of a book missile. <laughs> it costs money to have cars, cars, vehicles, buses, crusade trucks. You know how much the truck costs? You don't have an idea? Pray about it. Don't even ask, just pray. It costs money to have all these things. Apart from the buildings, there are a whole lot of equipment that we use, that we need. And so we are paying for all these things. And I'm telling you, you know, this morning the Lord spoke to me. When He spoke to me, I became happy. And I just stopped praying. Whenever God speaks to me, I become happy. A word from the Lord, a living word, is 
worth more than anything else. One of the things the Lord told me was that he was going to supply all the needs for what he has asked me to do. I was very happy. I don't know when the Lord, although I mean it's in the Bible, but I mean it, it came into my spirit and he told me some other thing, but very, very clearly I became so happy in my mind. I was wondering why I was happy and I realized later on that the Lord had spoken to me, so I was very happy. He had told me that he was going to supply and I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm so happy about all the things that the Lord is going to do. So we need, we need to pay for the equipment. Anything else? That is it. All right. So today, very, very briefly, you just look at, we, we've already started actually, verse 11. He says, not that I speak in respect of want. You get it? Now, it's not that I need something. Amen. For I have learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. Amen. Amen. Well, what is he saying? He says, I've learned, you know, as a pastor, I'm not talking to you so that you give me money. Do you understand what I am saying? Pinch the person next to you and ask the person whether he understands what is being said. I am saying, Paul is saying, I am not asking because I need your money. I am asking, I am asking so that you can have an opportunity. Verse 12. And he goes on to explain. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. And everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. He has received an instruction from God that he should both be full and he should also be hungry. Whichever one is happening, he should flow with it. So he is not asking so that all monies will be given to him. He's just saying, look, you have an opportunity to give to the Lord. Amen. Verse 13. I can do most things. I can do a few things. I can do the major ones. I can do all physical things. I can do how many things? All things. Through who? My father. Through my uncle. Through my wafa. Through who? Christ who strengthens me. Verse 14. Notwithstanding, you have well done. That you did communicate with my affliction. In other words, I'm happy that you did share with me what you could share with me. Verse 15. Now ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, notice, no church, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. In other words, no church gave to me anything but you only. Everybody say you only. Say you only. Say only you alone. Okay. You alone. You alone. Only you. Alright. Verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again to my necessity. That means you sent me once and you sent again even in Thessalonica. When I had gone far and you thought that the Thessalonians would look after me. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you still sent me money again and again. God bless you, Philippians. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Anybody who gives to the ministry... To a man of God is helping the work of God. And you will have fruits. 
Some of you are going to be surprised. You get to heaven and say, the Lord will say, you know, you gave 10,000 CDs to my work. God bless you. I say, me 10,000 CDs? Uh, what is 10,000? Oh, it bless you. you. Some of you are going to have rewards for monies that you gave. You'll be rewarded. God will say, I appreciated it. You see, God is not like the government. We does not appreciate nurses and doctors and teachers. Either they do not or they can't. Appreciate or they don't. Somebody said they don't. Yes, I think they don't. Somebody said, well, what is a nurse? As for nurse, they are just there. They are sitting there in the evening, in the night, and then they just shout, nurse, nurse. Then you come and you give water, bedpan, and you clean them. And so, so a nurse is nothing. So you see, God, God, God does not minimize your contribution. God does not say your contribution is nothing. God does not say what you did is nothing. It's just, it's just, it's just a five thousand cities. No, God looks and says it's important. In every country which is very well developed, you see they appreciate little things: nurses, doctors, teachers. They are important people. They are not just people who should be discarded. Amen. Amen. They are very, very important. When you don't have them, your whole country changes. Soldiers are very important. Pray for soldiers in Ghana. But God, he looks at us and he says, Oh, you came to church the other day. You came up to my servant and you said to my servant, Here is 5,000 cities. You bless my heart. And the Lord will say, You are not doing it for yourself or to him. You did it unto me. For the least that you do unto myself, you do unto me. Unto me. I said unto me. God remembers and God calculates. Thank God for that. How many know that human beings don't see? Huh? But thank God that he sees. He says that you may have fruit to your accounts. Can I have an amen? amen? Now notice. Notice. Verse 18. But I have all and abound. I'm full. Having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. An odor. Now you see, send them to me. But look, notice what he says. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable and well-pleasing to who? To God. So you think you're doing it to a man, you end up finding out that you're doing it to God. You thought you're doing it to a man, you find out that you're doing it to God. Verse 19. I love it. I love it. But my God shall supply everybody's needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. No, not amen. Not amen. You didn't see. Let's read it again. But my God shall supply everyone's needs according to his riches in glory. Pardon? My God shall supply whose needs? All, all whose needs? Uh, no, what are you reading? Who was Paul talking to? My God shall supply whose needs? Whose needs? No, God, God has not promised to supply your needs. 
You are claiming something for yourself. God said he would supply whose needs? Whose name is there? Who? My God shall supply all your, your needs. Your needs. Your needs. Your. Your needs. Your needs. Not my needs. Not everybody's needs. Your need. Who is your? The one who has been sending the gifts to Paul. The people who have been sending gift Paul to give once and again and again and I've been supporting him. He said, nobody remembered me. Only you. You alone. And then he, then he said, but my God shall supply you, your need, you, your need. According to his riches and glory. You see, brothers and sisters, this thing, my God shall supply all my need, it's like a poem. We say it. We sing it. But in reality, he was, it is in context. He was talking about giving, giving, giving. These people have been giving. You always remember. You always remember. You remembered me twice when I was in Thessalonica. You gave me. You sent me. You gave me. Oh, thank you. I am full. I've received the one from a prophet. I've received the one from this person. Oh, thank you very much. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. That's the context. Not everybody. Your need. The one who had been giving. You see, I want to say something. If you are going to live on this earth with a mind to finance the gospel in whatever way you can, God will take you up and decide to supply your needs. Not according to hippie government or Afghanistan war with America, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You shall not want. I say you shall not want. My God shall supply. Whose need? My need. Not everybody. Not the Macedonians. Not the Thessalonians. The Philippians who had been sending him money. He said, my God shall supply your, your need. Not our need. Not their needs. Not everybody's needs. Your needs. You, you, your needs. Read your Bible. Don't look at me. Do you see? I'm not teaching you a false doctrine. My God shall... My sister, do you have a Bible there? My God shall supply all your, your need. All your, is it your need to there? Your needs. Your needs. Whose needs? Yours? <laughs> Join, you, see, you see what they did before they gave them that word? Only, you only gave us and sent us. So now I'm just saying something to you. Listen. If we believe, let's believe more than ever before. Let's rise up. Because of the commission on Lighthouse Chapel to set up churches throughout this nation, throughout Africa, throughout the world, there's got to be money. We need million dollars for this, million dollars for that, million dollars for this. God is a specialist at sending you to do things that you know you can't do. He's good at that. Go and do this, and he, you know, you know, you cannot. Ghana is waiting for us to bring churches. To this guy, as I drive through Ghana and I see the, the work of Church of Pentecost, I felt to myself, Lord, there's no need of another 
Church of Pentecost is doing everything. The Lord said, no. Church of Pentecost have done their part. You see, every place you go in Ghana, you see Church of Pentecost. It's a great church. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to do our part. Because it's a strong deception. Should we close down Lighthouse now? Where should all the Lighthouse members go to? We'll be, we'll be hot. Sunday morning, we'll be confused. How many will be confused if there's no church Sunday? Yeah. We have to establish more than 1,000 churches in this country. How many are with me on that? We have to build buildings. Our camp for training the soldiers. Our church building. In Accra, you see this church here? We are building several, not just one. We don't need to have just one big church. We need at different places. Big, the same size as this. We are, because our churches are in the hundreds. 400, 500, you see them, they are meeting Sunday morning. Some have three services at the places that they are squeezing themselves into. Amen. Amen. The church is growing. I say the church is growing. And God needs you to stop thinking about your own little world and get involved in the war. And then start to give towards his work and be involved. Let it be your heart. I was looking at the Americans. They were showing on CNN some people who were re- re- allowing themselves to be recruited. Can you hear me at the back? Can you hear me? No. They were about to be recruited. And they were saying bye-bye to their girlfriends and so on. When they interviewed one guy, said, what do you think? She said, attack. We must attack now. We have to attack now. And the Russians are warning that, you see, Afghanistan, we have fought with them for 10 years. We didn't sit up. Where you are going, it's not easy. But they are still going. It's not easy to fight with Osama. <laughs> when a so I would not like to be a soldier. If you act, it's the last job. I don't know why people become soldiers. I don't know why. I wouldn't mind to die for the Lord, but to die a foolish death for foolish reasons. In fact, no. But people want to go and die for a cause. America, their whole heart is with... You see, before President Bush can go to war, they have to do a poll and find what is the opinion of the people. If the people in the church or in the nation are not in favor of that campaign, it will be better that they don't go at all. Because they will start bringing dead bodies back. That's why Americans not every war they won. They went to Vietnam. They fought. Ah, they couldn't win. They just withdrew. Have you watched those films, Rambo? How many have watched Rambo before? It is the defeat of America that they are showing uh, things about. Have you watched uh, um, uh, that's uh, 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 Somalia? America went to Somalia. They didn't sit up. I, 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 Muhammad, I did. They were looking for him big time. They could never catch him. Farah I did. They couldn't catch him. And when they killed so many of the Americans so that they brought them back, it was like public opinion. Leave this Somalia and come home. So they came back. So I'm trying to say that the opinion of the people in the country or in the church helps the leader to have strength to go on a certain campaign. If the people don't like it, the thing cannot work. If you people who are members of my church, you don't have that positive flow and attitude to bishop, build the churches, build 1,000, build big churches, go to different countries. We are supporting you. Send our sons, send our daughters, send our members. Whatever happens, you send them. We are with you. And I have more strength 
That's why I'm preaching. And I'm telling you that if we take up the gospel and we decide to push our money and our lives into it, we shall not want. Because of the gospel thing that we are doing, we shall not want. People will die, but we won't die. Because God is keeping us alive to do his will. People will be broke, but you will not be broke. Because God is preserving you so that you can be used to help his work. Can I have an amen? Amen. Finally, finally, I want you to know that in this last day, where Islam is being funded by nations, and Christianity is being funded by just individuals, (laughs) nations are sponsoring the thing. Nations, governments, God is going to give us in our churches great wealth to do his will. Turn to Ecclesiastes. We just read one verse. And then we are sharing our closing prayer. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight. Wisdom. Are you with me? Have you found Ecclesiastes? Page 728. Are you with me? For God giveth to a man that is good. Are you a good man in his sight? God giveth in his, to, in his, good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, to the sinner, what does he do? He giveth travail to do what? To gather and to do what? And to heap up that what? He may give it to him that is good before God. Receive it. Lift your hand and receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. The heaped riches of this world. The gathered riches and the gathered gold and the gathered silver and the wealth of the world that has been heaped up and gathered and gathered and gathered and gathered and gathered and gathered together. God giveth it to him that is good in his sight. Receive that blessing from the Lord, for it shall surely come to pass. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Job. Job chapter, just before, sounds, Job chapter 27. Notice. Verse 16. Though he heap up silver. Job chapter 27, verse 16. Notice, notice, notice. Though he heap up silver, who is he? The bad people. As the dust and prepare raiment as the clay. Notice. He may prepare it. But who shall put it on? Who is going to wear those clothes? You are the next person to wear those clothes. I say you are the next person to wear the clothes of the people who have gathered. He may prepare it, but the just shall put it on. And the innocent shall divide the silver. You are the next person to divide the silver and take your portion. He may gather it. Let him gather but the just man shall put it. I see myself putting on the 
see, anytime wickedness, you see this building? This building was used for all sorts of evil things. I mean, this building has really changed a lot. All these are new things that you see here. But basically, the skeleton, some parts of the skeleton are still here. It's from here to here. It was, it was a cinema hall. It was a business. They gathered it and they heaped it. It was called Ophir. Ophir is the city of gold. But it couldn't work. All the cinemas belonging to that company, all of them begin with O. Odeon, Orion, Ophir. Uh, opera, all of them. Oh, he may he may gather them and heap them up, but the just shall use it. And the innocent, you are the next innocent man in town. Oh, I think those at the back are not receiving the blessings. So I said, you are the next innocent man in town to put it. The just shall put it on. I see you putting on things that you ask yourself that is it me and God who say it is you. You shall wear it. You shall wear it. You shall wear it. You shall put it on. Let him heap the, let them heap it up. Let them gather the oil and the gold, the banks. Years ago, I never knew that me dying he would mills in my life. I would sign an authorized payment of more than one million dollars in one go. Me from this colleague that I've been working. I never knew. But God showed it to us to see that it is him who is doing his work. So when he's sending you and you start to doubt, the spirit of Pharaoh is trying to come upon you and you must resist it. Because Pharaoh was somebody who was shown little signs. Snake has turned into a stick. Frogs have come. Locusts have come. It's a sign for you to believe things that are being said. So the little Signs God has shown you, they are to make you believe that His greater promises shall surely, I said, surely, I said, surely, I said, surely, surely, surely come to pass in your life. Lift up your hand and thank Him right now. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your great blessing upon the lives of your people, Jesus. Thank you that we shall not want because of your goodness and your kindness. Stand to your feet, everyone, please. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider, his grace is sufficient for me. My God, my God, shall supply all my needs according, according to His riches in glory. He will give angels charge over me.
years have come, there is still room for one. Yes, there is room. Yes, there is room. At the cross. Have a cross. Let's pray. Say this prayer. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and say this prayer. Lord Jesus, today I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for my sins. I accept Jesus as my personal Savior from today. Please write my name in the book of life. From this moment, I will serve Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God bless you. And uh, I believe that as long as we take up the work of God as our main thing, God will take care of us. How many believe that with me? And see, I'm not alone. I can't be, I, I'm nothing without you. I hope you realize that. If there was nobody here, I'm, 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 I'm a bishop of air. I'm a pastor of air. I just a word, but it's nothing. So I cannot exist without you existing. How many can relate with what I'm talking about? It's like a spear. The head cannot be there without the shaft. The bullet is of no use without the gun. That shoots it out. The arrow is nothing without the bow. The arrow looks great when it pierces, but without the bow and without the man, it still does nothing. I feel you are a great person in God's plan. I said, I feel you are a great person in God's plan. And I want you to pledge your heart and pledge your support for the work of the ministry in this church. Don't think about yourself. Think about God. Think about his work. Think about what your pastor is telling you to think about. Let it be number one. God will take care of you. Yes, you shall come forth and minister by my spirit and from my spirit and through my spirit. The words that you speak, many shall yield because of the spirit and the anointing that is upon you. Many shall listen. Many shall hear and obey and hearken to the voice of the Lord that you speak. For your days of being nobody in the house of the Lord are over. Your days of nothingness in the spiritual realm are over. For a day of fruitfulness has come. A day of greatness in my kingdom. A day of harvesting has come. A day of standing up to be counted as one of the laborers. That day has come. Say the spirit of the Lord. For I will raise up a great army. A strong army. A powerful army. United and determined. Equipped with my anointing and with my gifts, shall go forth into the great harvest fields of this world. Shall go forth undaunted, unafraid, full of faith, full of confidence in the Holy Ghost, and shall minister my power and my grace to many that are waiting to hear, says the Spirit of the Lord. It shall not be a little thing as you have imagined, but it shall be a mighty thing that you have never thought of says the spirit for a little one shall be mighty a little one a little one thank him right now that a little one shall be mighty in the house of the Lord hallelujah 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 Please put your hands together for the Lord.
Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.